Shalom and welcome back to Kingdom Insight. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. You know, I've come to understand something that is very unique. A mind exposed to something new, in this case, to the power and the presence of God, will never go back to its original state. Each time you get an opportunity to hear the word of God, your mind and your spiritual mind as well expands because such is the power of the word of God. On today's program, I have a very special guest so dear to me and we'll be looking at receiving from God. Before I introduce my guest who's going to be teaching on how to receive from God, let me read Mark chapter 11 verse 24. It says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Pastor Dave, welcome to the program. It's good to be with you today. It's exciting. I'm so excited. He's my senior pastor at New Song Church uh, in Kitchener, wherever you are at uh, New Song uh, or in Kitchener, visit New Song Church. The website is just right there by the screen. Man of God, we're just going to dive through in, straight into the Word of God here, receiving from God. Go right ahead and teach us. All right. You know, I wanted to tell you, uh, paint a picture first to start off. And the picture, I want everybody to imagine with me just for a moment. Um, maybe you come to the end of your month. Maybe it's the end of your month for your business. Maybe it's the end of the month for your church. Maybe it's the end of the month for your home. And sometimes when you come to the end of your month, sometimes people are holding bills in their hands and they're saying to themselves, well, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to, you know, my, my child has come to me and they need a new pair of shoes. How am I going to do that? How am I going to pay this electricity bill? And on the other hand, I want you to look at another picture. And the other picture is of a person who comes to the end of their month. And when they come to the end of their month, they're not asking the question, how am I going to pay this electricity bill? But they're in the position saying to themselves, I've got more than enough. I've got more than enough to take care of the needs of my family. I've got more than enough to take care of the needs in our church, in, in the business that I may be running. And I've got extra, and I need to do something with it. Who can I bless it with? And so those two pictures, the person who doesn't have enough at the end of the month and the person who does have enough at the end of the month. And I think you would agree with me that everybody wants to be the person who has more than enough yes. at the yes. end of the month. There aren't too many people that say, you know what, I just want to be struggling every single month. I want to be struggling, just, just barely getting by every single day. And I, and I think that's in somewhat, uh, it's a picture of many of us as believers, some of us as Christians. And so I think if you took the majority of people, the majority of people today come to the end of the t end of the month and and they're in that place where they're wondering what they're going to do they're struggling to get by and so what I want to talk about today is I want to I want to talk about how we receive from God so that when that time comes at the end of the month we're in a position to be able to give how to receive so that we're in a position to be able to give and so there's a lot of people who struggle in the area of their finances there's a lot of people that struggle in the area of their time and in many cases it's because we've brought things upon ourselves We've, we've made poor decisions. Um, I remember growing up as a young man, uh, one of the things they said to me early on was, you need to get yourself a credit card because you need to establish some, some credit. That, that's a big mistake to say to a lot of young people who haven't had a lot of money and then all of a sudden, you know, they're just like, well, I've got this, you know, $2,000 limit on this card. I can go out and do something with it. And so they end up oftentimes 
in trouble and they put themselves, they make some foolish decisions and, and they've applied for every credit card. Because I don't know about you, but every now and again I get another uh, something in the mail. Yes, another piece of mail that comes and it's from MB&A or it's from this or it's from, it's from some place that's offering me more credit. And when you're in that pressure situation, sometimes it's real easy just to say, hey, I'm going to apply for Just see what happens, you know, instead of using some wisdom and using some common sense and, and uh, going out and, and buying things, uh, you know, when you can afford it, live, learning to live within your means. We live in a generation today that many people are just bypassing that and they're going out and they're just buying it when they want it and getting it however they want and they're not thinking of the consequences of putting themselves into debt. And so one of the things I've heard a lot as a pastor is, uh, pastor, I, I just don't know how I'm going to tithe. I don't know how I can give to that missions trip, or I don't know how I can support this ministry or this other thing. And meanwhile, they're talking to me with a Starbucks in their hand. They're talking to me with a Tim Hortons, and they, oh, hold on, Pastor, I got to roll up the rim right now to see if it's my time to, you know, see if I've hit the big one. And, and I'm sitting there going to them, well, you know, how many of those do you have a day? They say, oh, three or four. Well, how, how much do they cost? You know, I don't know, a buck seventy. So by the time you know, I've finished talking with them. I've, I've helped them discover that they could save $8 a day if they just went home and made coffee for themselves. And so there's always a way to give. There's always a way to, to be a blessing in people's lives. But oftentimes we make poor choices that don't allow us to uh, make the proper choices. And so I, I think that in many cases the, the story of the children of Israel uh, when they were in Egypt. Uh, Egypt represents sin for the children of Israel. And so they were in bondage. They were in slavery. And so oftentimes that reflects a lot of people. They're in bondage to different things. And so then all of a sudden they, they become free. Uh, the, the deliverer comes. The, the, Mo, the Moses of their situation comes. Helps deliver them out of that situation. They find themselves in the wilderness. And I tell you, the wilderness is a whole lot better place than Egypt. But still in the wilderness, um, it's, it's not God's best for us. And so that, that the story of them going from slavery into the wilderness, into the promised land, is sort of a picture of what God wants for each and every one of us. And, and you know, I'm thankful for the miracles. When, when they got into the wilderness, they experienced some miracles that they didn't experience when they were back in Egypt. They had to work real hard for everything they got, the food that they ate and everything they did. But when they got out into the wilderness, there was, there was no food to eat. And so they relied upon God. And there are moments and times in our lives as Christians when, when we have to just, we just have to rely upon God as we're growing in faith. And, and so I want to share you one example. When I went to Bible college, I remember it was a long time ago. Um, there was no internet at that point. Um, there was no cell phones at that point. It wasn't just call up mom and dad and say, hey, send me some money. It was something I had to make a collect call and I only could do it every now and again. And I needed toothpaste. And uh, I was sitting there. I came from a family that was middle class, really didn't have a lot of needs that weren't taken care of, but I find myself there needing something as simple as toothpaste. Now you can, get a, you can go to the corner store and get a tube of toothpaste for 99 cents. That'll tell you how much money I had. Wow. Nothing. 
Zero. And I'm sitting here watching miracles of provision in the Bible college students all around me as God is providing. And I'm saying, God, I need to learn to walk by faith. So instead of just picking up the phone and saying, Mom and Dad, I need some money, Lord, I, I'm, I want to believe you today for something as simple as toothpaste. Because how am I going to believe you for greater things later down the road if I can't trust you for some toothpaste right now? And so I said, God, I am either going to get toothpaste or I'm going to have green teeth for the next month. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and God provided. It's interesting. I made that decision. I said, Lord, I'm trusting you that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna bring the toothpaste that I need. And the very next day, my roommate got a home care package from his mother from, from the state, state he was in. And, uh, and, and, and in it was an, an extra tube of toothpaste. And I hadn't even told him this. Wow. He looked at me and said, do you need toothpaste? Wow. And I was wow. like, Yes, I do. Wow. And from that moment on, I, I knew and understood that God wants to take care of me even in the small things in life. And so I needed to learn to trust Him. And the interesting thing is when you look at miracles in the wilderness, they, they were miracles that were there to sustain them. Um, but the miracles of the promised land were meant to increase them and propel them. And so what happens is a lot of Christians, they want to stay in the wilderness. They're happy to get the miracles that sustain them. You know, I had a bill and I just thank God that He paid. And thank God for those moments when he yeah. steps in and pays those bills. I mean, I've had those as a pastor in our church. I remember when we bought our first building, it came down to the closing, and we, need, we needed, we needed $10,000 more wow. to close on the very first building, and we didn't have it. And I was like, oh God, you know, where is this going to come from? And all of a sudden, we got a phone call from the real estate agent. The real estate agent said, we need another 24 hours. Can you give that to us? I said, yeah, yeah, you got it. No problem. And so what happened was the very next morning in the mail, a check arrived for $14,000. Wow. We were able to close and we were able to pay an environmental fee. And, but I, I don't want to live there every day saying, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't want to live in that place. And so the picture of the promised land is when, when God provides in the promised land, it's more than enough. It's Amen. to propel us. It's to increase. And so what I want to mention here today is how do we receive from God so that we can, we can uh, get out of the wilderness and get into the promised land? Because God has some promised land living for each and every one of us. And, and maybe you've been suffering through wilderness moments. You know, you don't have to stay there. In fact, the wilderness was only meant to be a place where they spent a small amount of time. Amen. And so when we're talking about receiving from God, I want you to understand that most people are living below a level of receiving from God that they, they, they should be. And I, I know this, the cross and the blood of Christ took care of three things. It took care of the sin problem, it took care of the disease problem, and it took care of the poverty and the lack problem. And I could say a whole lot more about that, but if you're watching here today, uh, and you want your life to, to resemble not the wilderness experience, but more so the promised land experience, the, then I want, you to, I want you to pay attention. I did an entire series in our church called The Blessed Life, and I started it off talking about giving and the importance of giving, but today I'm just jumping over that. I'm, a, I'm hoping and assuming that people here today understand the importance of giving, the importance of sowing. And so Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15 says this, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. And so two things, giving and receiving. 
Man. As important as it is, and I know, I know as preachers, we like to spend a lot of time talking about giving. giving yes. But the one thing I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, how do we receive? Yes. And so a lot of people are wondering, how do I receive from God? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times they hear us preachers talking about money or it's how about someone gave the $10,000 check or we're going to receive an offering today, how God provided at the last moment. You know, and I'm not discounting that. I'm, I'm not discounting the fact that somebody could show up on, on any believer's doorstep mm -hmm. who's trusting God and just hand them some money. But in most cases, that's not what's going to happen. No. In most cases, people don't have the opportunity like I do and say, hey, there's a need that we need to take care of. Let's receive an offering for that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the normal person isn't going to show up at their workplace mm -hmm. and, and say, hey, today I'm passing around a bag and I want everybody to give because my little girl needs braces. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. So we need, to, we need to know how to receive from God. God pays back, but most people don't know how. Yes, that's well, true. He, he pays back, but most people don't know how he does it. God has a currency in the same way that in my wallet right now, I've got some money that, that's legal tender here in Canada and I can use it and I can go somewhere and I can purchase something with it. God has a currency too. When you go to another country, I was recently in another country and when I was there I need, in Costa Rica, I needed a certain type of money. When I was in Mexico, I needed a, a certain type of money. I can't use the Costa Rican currency money. here yeah. in Canada. I can't use the Mexican peso. I have to exchange it. Yes. And so what people need to understand is there needs to be an exchange that takes place. Amen. God has a currency. Amen. He has a spiritual currency Amen. and that currency needs to be exchanged. And so he has money. And here's, here's a scripture verse from Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Amen. It says this. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. What, what, what's the scripture verse saying here? Once you get past a few of the words like bosom and meat, um, it's saying that, that people are the ones who give back to us. Amen. People are the ones who give. But people don't wake up in the morning thinking about, how am I going to give to you? Yeah. Nobody's waking up thinking, how, uh, how, how can I give money to Dave today? Mm -hmm. if, if, if you woke up this morning thinking how you can give money to me, please let me know. You are now my best friend. Amen. Amen. All right. But most people aren't waking up. No. Most people no. are waking up thinking, how am I going to pay this bill? Mm -hmm. Most people are thinking, how am I going to take care of this? How yes. am I going to take care of that? True. And so if people are the way that God uses to bless us, to provide in our sense, and they're not thinking about how to give us those resources, we've got a problem. Yes. yes. We've got a problem. I want to teach you how money flows a little bit here. And, and I'm going to read another passage of Scripture from Malachi. It's one that's very familiar. Many people in the church have heard this. And it's from Malachi 3, verses 8 to 12. And it says this, Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you don't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. You don't want to be in, in a situation where it seems like you can never get ahead. 
And uh, maybe your parents didn't teach you about how to honor God with giving. Maybe they didn't teach you about honoring God through your lifestyle of giving. And it may take some relearning on your part, mm -hmm. um, but, but you don't want to be missing out on the increase that God has for your life. And so the scripture verse, one of the things it says, bring all the tithes that there may be food. You see, he says, when you tithe, I'm going to make it rain on you. Amen. Amen. He says, when you tithe, I'm going to make it rain on you. Amen. You see, God's blessing doesn't just, it doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. It happens through channels. Yes. Yes. It doesn't just happen, no. but it, God uses channels. Mm -hmm. And in particular, uh, we think of channels. Uh, water comes to us in our homes mm -hmm. through a channel. Mm -hmm. Electricity comes to us through a channel. Mm -hmm. All resources, even in the kingdom of God, come to us through channels. Lightning doesn't do us any good because yeah. even though it's, uh, somebody could, if somebody could harness the power of lightning and put it to use, there yes. would be a great source of electricity. Yes. But it's not brought into a channel. A window is a channel. It lets in light. It lets in air. Mm -hmm. God said, I'm going to open my windows mm -hmm of heaven, and I'm going to pour out water. Mm -hmm. You know, wh why is that important? Well, if you're living in that day and age, mm -hmm. all right, and crops, you're an agrarian society, and you're living by the crops around you, and you don't have water, yeah. your crops, your livelihood, your, your, your cattle, everything you have is in trouble. Yeah. And, and so when you're living in a desert area type area, water is a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Water's like yes. money in a sense, right? Yes. Yes. And so you ask a, a farmer, uh, I asked a farmer one time when he, we were driving by his property, and he says to me, says, he goes like this, um, he goes, Dave, what do you think that smells like? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, it smells like cow dung. He, yeah. no, he goes, no, 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 that smells like money. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that smells wow. like money. And, and the interesting thing was, is, is that rain was the best thing that God could give them Hallelujah. in Malachi's day. Hallelujah. They, they didn't need gold bars falling no. from the sky. They needed rain. Yes. And so God said, hey, if you're, you're missing the point here. Yes. Tithe. Mm -hmm. Give. Honor God with the first fruits of your income. I'll open up the heavens. We, we, we don't think like that yeah. today. Yeah. We, we, we don't think like, well, rain is such an important thing, even though it really is. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, there aren't many of us who rain has a direct bearing on our livelihood. Yes. But in that day, it did. Mm -hmm. But there's another currency that goes along with rain. It's a mm -hmm. spiritual currency nonetheless. And so let's get into Proverbs uh, chapter 8 and verse 1 where it says this, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. That's verse 10. And verse 11, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Riches and honor, uh, verse 18, are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness, my fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. And I will fill their treasuries. You know, say this with me. I don't have a money problem. I don't have a money problem. I have a wisdom problem. I have a wisdom problem. That is right. Hallelujah. Yeah. We, what we have today is not a money problem. No. We have a wisdom problem. Mm -hmm. this, isn't, this isn't God saying that you don't need silver or gold or, or currency of some type. But he's saying there's something that you need that's more yes. important than silver and gold. Yes. There's something more important than, than greenbacks. There's something more than a $100 bill. There's something. You see, some people have the attitude that um, it's going to be someone else who, yeah. you know, who takes care of me. 
Or, or some people have the attitude that when someone has increase that comes into their life, they just get jealous. I, I'm the type of person that when I see someone else increase, I'm like, praise God. Amen. It's like when I go to the when I go to the line at McDonald's. Mm. I don't sit there and complain that the, there's people in front of me. When they get served, I know my time's coming, yes. and my kids are going to have their bellies full with with burgers. Amen. You know, and so we 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 shouldn't get mad when other mm. people get blessed, when yes. other people get wealthy. Mm. Uh, you know, we shouldn't even get get mad when they do something and and get wealthy because they do something immoral. Mm. We we yes. shouldn't even get mad about that. God's mm. people need to understand that God. God blesses you, but you don't need to be a stingy person in order to get there. That's true. You don't need to be a cheap person in order to get there. You don't need to That's cheat true. people. No. If you're a business owner, you don't need to cheat people and treat people poorly in order to get where God needs you to go. Hallelujah. And so, what, what, what is God saying here? He's saying that the, His currency that He's talking about here is wisdom. All right? In Malachi, it was rain, but we convert wisdom into money. We have to exchange it. Yes. We have to exchange that currency. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes we, what we have to do is we... You see, wisdom is pouring down from heaven. Mm -hmm. It's pouring down from heaven. Mm -hmm. and, but people aren't recognizing it. Wow. You see, God is giving people ideas. And there's, there's a whole lot more I could say here. But what I'm going I'm, I'm to try and bring it to a head here. Amen. Um, God, is, God is pouring out ideas. You know, yes. Proverbs also says that He gives us witty inventions. Mm -hmm. God has... God has ideas that are going to propel us Amen. and take us forward, and, and, but we're not receiving them from yes. Him because sometimes they come looking like work. Yes. Yes. Sometimes they come looking like taking a risk. That's true. Sometimes they, they come looking like something we've never seen before, mm -hmm. and sometimes we'd rather you know, go out and take the easy way mm -hmm. out and you know, play the lottery or mm -hmm. the dream home lottery mm -hmm. or this or the other thing, mm -hmm. when, when God is saying He's got a better way. Yes. He's got a better way for us. And, and so I, I want to make reference to the parable of the shrewd manager just, just briefly. How that in, in Luke chapter 16 verse 8 he made this comment. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of the light. You know, a lot of people today have this thought process that someone else is going to take mm -hmm. care of me. But God is, if you'll pay attention, God is giving you ideas. ideas. He, he, will, he, he has wisdom available for you that is greater than rubies. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so much better to get uh, wisdom because wisdom is a currency. If you receive it from God, yes. you need to exchange it. You need to, how's, here's how you need to exchange it. Mm -hmm. People aren't going to hand you money, but no. the idea that you've yeah. got, you need, to learn to, you need to learn to take that idea... Yes. And, and put it to use. Now, if you're in a workplace, that means you've got to be the one who's taking care of the problems in that place. You've got to be the one asking God, God, we've got a problem in this business. How can we take care of it? And, and so you've got to say, God, give me the wisdom. And we've seen that happen in our own church, how people, how people in our church, God has given them wisdom and insight that has helped businesses propel. And so God wants to do that. I want, I want to give you an illustration, and then I'm not sure how much time I've got left here. And then I'm going to ask you a question on a quickly few points uh, after you've given the okay. restoration on uh, how would people receive because uh, what you're sharing here man of God is very 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 important because we see even Joseph what got him out of the prison was the wisdom to interpret the dreams yeah yeah. It got him to yeah. the palace. That's right. So what we need is not money. People are looking for the colorful thing. Yeah. We need the wisdom.
to have the initiative to come up with plans on how to change the community, not only just spiritually, right. but even physically. So go right ahead, give us that illustration, and I want you, I'm going to ask you just two questions, and then we're going to read one scripture, and then we're going to close. Okay. So it was years ago, um, my, my in-laws were in trouble financially. And they needed, they needed, uh, they had had someone embezzle a lot of money from them. Mm -hmm. And in the process of that, they lost three businesses that went down as a result of it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here, and they needed an idea. And he prayed to God. He said, God, you're going to give me some sort of witty idea and an invention. And what came out of it was this idea. Um, they owned a small property, and God gave him this idea of putting together a pool of people, about 500 acres of land, and it took him a couple of years to convince all the neighbors and put together a parcel of land. Then he went to a developer, sold it to this massive development company, and every single person who got in on this plan that God, God gave him the picture of a golf course development. He gave him the picture and he drew it out right away. As an architect, he just drew it out the best he could and he went and he sold this idea. Wow. And as a result of it, everybody who got in on that Every acre that they, that they owned, for every acre they owned, they received roughly about $140,000. And so he made millionaires out of, a peop out of people wow. that God gave him the idea. Mm -hmm. And he was able to take that, the money that he got from that, mm -hmm. pay off his debt uh, that he had to the, to the government with regards to taxes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And we did the exact same thing when it came to our church in yes. terms of the purchase of our building. God, I don't want to be a church that's under pressure all the time. Mm -hmm. You need to give us an idea about how we can be a church where someone else is paying the bills. And so as a result of that long story short, um, we are now in a commercial building. Amen. We have Amen. tenants paying all of our bills. Amen. And every dime that every, any person gives Amen. at New Song Church goes directly to ministry, ministry. purposes. doesn't pay for electricity. Amen. doesn't pay for tile. Hallelujah. doesn't pay for anything else. Hallelujah. Because we prayed and said, God, give us an idea. Amen. He gave us and we converted it into Amen. money. Prayed. God gave us an idea and it converted it into a, uh, into, you know, a working thing that the church is out of debt. Let me give you a scripture quickly here. Uh, uh, ma, uh, that it, this is a James chapter 1 verse 5. It says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding a fault and it will be given to you. What we need is the wisdom of God. When you have the wisdom of God, you will receive ideas, you will receive dreams, ideas to do things that are that can get you out of uh, any date. I know we're running out of time here. Uh, uh, I just want to make sure Pastor Dave prays for you for wisdom quickly. Man of God, just look in that camera and pray for the people quickly. Yeah, Father, I pray in Jesus' name right now that you would open up the windows of heaven to people, that you would reign. Yes, Father, Lord. they would receive their reign, yes, the wisdom that you have for them right yes, now. And we just pray that they would receive it, understand it, yes, and execute it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. I know we're running out of time. I want to hear from you. Write to us live at kazumbachows.com. Send us your testimonies wherever you are watching around the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom. Shalom. You have been watching Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. My prayer and hope for you today is that you have grasped everything that you can from the speakers that have poured into your life today. 
I want to promote Dr. Kazumba Charles' new book. It's called Discovering the Power of God in You. He is an amazing man with an amazing spiritual insight into the power of God. I pray that you pick up this book and that it impacts your life. Thank you for watching.